Day buffet, sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for How You Can Eat, a weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Jose, and each week we take a brand new release and we let you know exactly what we think about it. But before we get to that, I of course have to quickly introduce you to the other co-leaders of the group. He is um, doing his best impression this week of the masked singer because we can't see his face, uh, but we can definitely hear his voice. So if you can tell who's behind this beautiful singing voice, um, you win this season of Masked Singer. Um, but I'll spoil it, actually. It's Alan Mark. He is the one behind the... I'm going to go with a hippo costume. Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> would I have chosen hippo? Probably not, but... Um, uh, yes, I am here. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have chosen? Or what would you choose for your Masked Singer? Like, if you could just... Like that, a random. Oh, that's such a that's such a, a loaded question. Such short notice. Um, probably that's an true. okapi. I'm. <laughs> okapi is the first animal that's coming to mind in generally for me, recently. So, yeah, that. <laughs> Sorry, I am. I'm laughing because I saw Steven take a drink out of his mug, and he has the best uh, design of his mug. But we'll we'll get to that. Oh, um, it. on his part, but uh, he'll 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 drink again. He's gonna. His voice is gonna be parched. But um, but not. We're not talking about Steve. We're talking about you. Yes. Um, how are you doing, nonetheless? Um, in spite of my camera issues, dude, I feel great. I had a great day today. It was wonderful. Maybe wow. it was just the energy of knowing we're talking about this album today that mm-hmm. just That's surged fair. through me. And today was absolutely wonderful. Oh, my, I'm so happy to hear that. One of my coworkers had the brilliant idea of. We should get in and out for lunch today. So a couple <laughs> of them drove over to in and out and got like a whole bunch of us in and out. And it was delightful. And then we just spent the next hour talking about food. It was the best. <laughs> wow. Okay. I haven't, well, I, I've been working from home for a really long time and I, I rarely get the chance to have lunch. Um, Cause I would go to lunch in like the South Bay area. And so it'd be like full of, um, all these all, all this asian cuisine and i just miss it because but in and out is even better i feel like it mm. ev- mm-hmm. everyone i i don't i don't know anybody who wouldn't eat a cheeseburger unless you're like a vegetarian or something i mean yeah if you yeah. don't eat meat that's probably the biggest one yeah part of that uh, I, I i've never dairy. heard yeah i've never heard or met anybody who's like ew cheeseburgers you know like like I, for for like i, I feel like taste I've, I might know for like people. taste reasons. Okay, that that's fair. I just it's so good. Um, but yeah, that's that's incredible. I I remember doing that one time with my old job. We okay. Truth truth be told, we did it because we were really into food challenges, and I think there were like six or seven of I wasn't included. Six or seven of us who were going to try to eat 
as many cheeseburgers as they could like uh single singles um so cheeseburgers so like, yeah cheeseburgers so like we're, we're looking at like people eating five cheese cheeseburgers for lunch or something like that um anyway i just got a, my animal style double double usual so um i just ate gleefully while watching them painfully eat theirs anyway I, i'm sure you guys just enjoyed it oh um, it was, yeah it everyone immediately everyone got into a good mood that day <laughs> <laughs> like when I met up with everyone in the cafe that morning when they got coffee, everyone was just like dreading the day. Yeah. But then when we all got in and out in our systems, it was just everyone was just feeling great. So, you know, food heals all, and you know, in <laughs> in and out milk. Sh- oh, didn't the Red Velvet song in and out has mentioned like milkshakes and other foods? Anyway, this is how you can eat. <laughs> We we I mean we we have to talk about food on how you can eat so I don't think this is a waste of time no whatsoever but, no I mean we don't have our bites aren't as quick anymore but <laughs> you know that we will definitely enjoy ourselves yes exactly and of course rounding out the big three is the one that hails from NYC do you remember what In and Out tastes like Stephen or have you just been like a Shake Shack stan or are you even a fan of any of those two? Are you like a Hardee's fan now or something? <laughs> uh, no, I, I I don't eat a lot of burgers, I guess, in general. But I I I do like I I don't like uh, Shake Shack right now for their uh, <laughs> political contributions, oh, especially in Pennsylvania. Oh, yes. Mm, yes. Uh, but I think I said before that I think the burger is better, but it is a lot more expensive. So yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not a better restaurant. <laughs> In and Out <laughs> is for sure best bang for your buck, for sure. I just can't believe how cheap it still is, like comparatively. Um, but yeah, are you? Do you like that uh, Shack Stack or whatever? Are you? Do you like that mushroom cheese? Yeah, thing? I do. Uh, but. I haven't had it in a long time. Yeah, I just feel like every time I try to eat it, like it, it's not the experience I want. Like the portobello mushroom is just way too rubbery, and then that cheese, while delicious, just oozes out too quickly. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm just I have like an oily mess on my lips and everything like that. So, um, but I'll take like what whatever they're like double bacon. Uh, yeah. Any anything not sh- the shroom burger. So. They do anyway. more of like a, a smash style, yeah. I think, of the patty. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty. I like when they get it yeah. nice and charred. So yeah. it's, it's a good burger. It's just pretty yeah, yeah. pricey. Yeah, it's true. Um, anyway, um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well also. Uh, I, I did go to the office today and on Thursdays. Whoa. Uh, it's uh, Bagel Thursday. So they bring in Whoa. bagels for everyone, oh, <laughs> which is pretty is nice. A, that is such an yeah. odd day to have bagels. I, I think it's just been part of the company for a long time and they've carried okay. it over and to also entice people to yeah. return to the office. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I'm used to like bagel Wednesdays and maybe bagel Fridays as like a treat for the end. But it just seems, I mean, if you if you have bagels on Thursday, what, donuts on Wednesday or something like that? I feel like you just got to keep going. Our, yeah. our happy hours are on Wednesday, so maybe, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I love it. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's good to hear. Um, did you have aside from the bagel? Did you also have a good lunch at work today? Uh, I usually go to our like cafeteria in uh in like the building that's just for our company, and it's yeah, I it's pretty, it's fine. It's just pretty. It, unlike Shake Shack, it's uh pretty affordable, so <laughs> I can and it's like by weight, so I, I can get a pretty Ooh, cheap okay. lunch. Okay, that's because uh, yeah. I'm never good at preparing like food the day before to either. bring to yeah i don't know yeah and it just it just seems like such a hassle too because i see all these people who are like really good and prepare their own food but then they have like four tupperwares where they have to like unload they have to like prepare their own meal um i don't know it just makes me not want to prep my own meals but you should it's it's far cheaper that's for oh sure. yeah for sure yeah <laughs> yeah um okay well enough of that food talk guys this isn't a food podcast we don't eat uh edible things here we eat musical notes um and so let's nope that's nope um i thought that pun would work or that little joke but it did not land so I'm i just mean keep if we on. were visiting cafe legato then we would. <laughs> yeah oh yeah r.i.p <laughs> shout out shout out to um to disbanded <laughs> disbanded coffee shops disbanded disbanded <laughs> <laughs> did not re-sign on the contract um okay um we have an exciting release to talk about i think a lot of us in this uh group um couldn't wait to talk about but specifically one person but um before we get to that uh we got to share some love for the other releases that came out this week and we do that in a segment that we like to call steven specials of the week so steven please take it away and um tell the listeners what else they can eat this week all right thank you um yeah so some more great releases in this very very packed month of october um maybe you might think that these artists uh, eat cds uh as they like to say but uh yeah we'll start on um tuesday with a release from the group treasure <laughs> it's a mini album called the second step Chapter 2, the title track, Hello. This is their second mini-album, um, and it does follow the chapter 1. Uh, there are five tracks on it. Um, or if you get the CD uh, physical versions, of which you can choose 13 different ones, uh, there is a rock remix of their song, Darari, which was on their first mini-album. Uh, for this release, the members... Mashiho and Yedam did not participate as they've both been hiatus, on hiatus uh, for help and also for Yedam to concentrate on uh, their music studies. So I think he is learning more about uh, producing music, which is pretty cool. Um, but looking at the credits, we see other members, Choi, uh, Hyunsuk, Yoshi, Asahi, and Haruto have credits spread out on all five songs. Uh, and we almost uh, were going to talk about that. <laughs> um, and it, maybe it would have been a very contentious episode. Uh, but moving on from that, we have two releases on Wednesday. First up is Jamie with her first mini album called One Bad Night with the title track 3D Woman. There are five tracks on this and one of them features the singer Gemini. Uh, Jamie has credits on three of the five songs. And others include Jake Davis, Taylor Wilsbach, Sophia Brennan, 
Myla Jones, two songs with Nathan, and a certain uh, Dwayne Abernathy Jr., aka Dev Joints. Um, she was actually, or Jamie was set to go on tour this month, but it was announced on Tuesday that it would be postponed to a later date. So watch out for those new dates, but it was going to happen pretty soon. So I, I'm sure fans are disappointed, but uh, yeah, look, look out for her tour. Um, also on that day, um, a release from a group, I think I've mentioned maybe once or twice, but it's the group Kingdom uh, continuing with their uh, series of mini albums. It's called History of Kingdom, now on part five uh louis and they're all all these mini albums are named for a member um and this one's for the member louis who is like represents the kingdom of beauty and all of the members have a kingdom um the title track is long live the king um this is so yeah this is their fifth mini album uh their six tracks plus the uh instrumental for long live the king um but some news about Kingdom, since their previous EP in March, one member, um, Chiwu, for whom the second mini-album was named, uh, departed, and a new member joined in the end, at the end of August. Uh, his name is Huan, and he has the Kingdom of Storm. Um, yeah, a few members wrote on the album, Mujin and Dan, and the others include the All About and Papermaker groups among uh, other songwriters uh next up on friday uh we have a full-length album from the group or the band the rose called heal with the title track sour this is their first full-length album it has 10 songs including the pre-released song childhood uh all four members have now completed their military service uh this year they also formed their own company called, called Windfall, and they also signed with Transparent Arts, which is a company founded by uh, Far East Movement, and that's who's distributing this album. Shout um, out. Yeah, and in fact, one song on the album features fellow Transparent Arts artist James Reed from the Philippines. Shout uh, out. Yeah. So The Rose will be going on tour uh, which starting, I think, this upcoming Tuesday in Chicago, and then we'll be heading off to cities across North and South America and Europe, ending the tour in February in Barcelona. So they've got like a real wow. tour ahead of them, like for a few months, which World, is pretty cool. Worldwide, yeah. yeah. Um, and lastly, we have a debut. It's on Saturday uh, when it's being released from a group called Peach Ah. And it's called Rebreath. It's just a single. Um, so they're a four-member girl group under Better Company and KNJ Music. They were originally scheduled to debut last year as a five-member group called Peach Day. But I, I, I read something happened with like distribution or something mentioned. Some I don't know. It caused them to postpone their debut. But in that time, uh, one of the members left um so they changed their name and uh now they're peach ah um but i did read that uh one of the members yoon sol who is a 91 liner just got married on october 1st 
a week before their debut. So congratulations to Yoon So and uh, good luck to Peach Ah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I've heard like about a member getting married before their debut. Um, so that's cool, and I might just have to stand a group pre debut for the first time. So yeah, good luck to them again. Uh, and those are my specials of the week. Awesome, thanks, Steven. All right, so um, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking this rundown is going to be quite short because um, the the leader of the rundowns would rather talk about the album and everything it has or everything it has to like present to you. So um, I'm curious to know the length, but um, of, of course we need to prime you for our discussion. We need to let you know who we're talking about, why we're talking about them, and uh, why Alamark may or may not love who we're talking about. So, Alamark, without any bias, give us the rundown of the week. Uh, that's, Just kidding. That's impossible. Just kidding. Yeah, that you can, is you impossible. Can, you can be as biased as possible. Uh, yeah, so I've been busy, so I actually did This is the first time I haven't actually written anything down for the rundown, so I'm just going to try my best running off the wikipedia page um, and paraphrasing stuff but we are discussing the latest release from well i guess first ever debut it's a solo debut release from the one and only kang solgi uh main dancer lead vocalist of red velvet uh, st- she started off as a trainee in sm entertainment back in 2007 uh, publicly announced as one of SM Entertainment's pre-debut uh, project. SM Rookie members, alongside with NCT, uh, future NCT members. Uh, she would you know, release pre-debut uh, stuff like a dance performance of Be Natural uh, by SES, along with other future Red Velvet member Irene, uh, as well as being featured on uh, the song Butterfly by Henry Lau on his second EP. Uh, yeah, but then she would make her official debut with Red Velvet on August 1st, 2014. Uh, oh, I didn't know about this part, actually. So in 2015, uh, she starred in the musical School Oz, playing the re- lead role of Dorothy. Uh, and yeah, she also, you know, kept doing stuff with Red Velvet. Just going through this Wikipedia page a little bit more. Uh trying to see uh there's you know doing a lot of stuff uh she was featured on the song heart stop uh by Taemin on his second studio album move that's cool in september of 2018 uh as part of sm station she released a digital single along with idol soyeon g friends shinbi and at the time soloist chungha as well with the song wow thing and wow that was a thing that was incredible uh, they just uh, what celebrated it's three year no four, four year? six year six year sorry nope four year four years at math <laughs> uh, as you know from last week i am not good <laughs> at math and uh also later on uh, on october 15th of 2018 as well she was featured on the song hello tutorial by zion t uh, which is great. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else is there. Uh, in 2020, uh, 
she would uh, debut in Red Velvet's first ever subunit, Irene and Sulgi, uh, with the EP Monster, April 20th, 2020. Uh, we touched upon that, I think, in our end of year uh, podcast there in 2020. Uh, great times. Oh, my God. Uh, just Okay, so good. Uh, other stuff, other songs she's featured on. Oh, there's one uh, that I did mention that I also really like. In 2018... Uh, she was also featured on Moonbeal's song Selfish. Just wanted to give a shout out for, for that. Uh, and yeah, so in 2022, SM finally announced that they would be uh, giving Sulgi her solo debut. And that solo debut, 28 Reasons, was released on October 4th uh, with the lead single of the same name. And uh, other than that, uh, Solgi, she was born on February 10th, 1994. She's an Aquarius. She's uh, approximately 5'5", five five, uh, blood type A. She, uh, her Instagram is hi underscore Solgi <laughs> with two S's. Uh, her designated color in red velvet is yellow, tangerine. Uh, representative animal is uh, bear uh, because she's a bear. Uh, what else is there? Pi- uh, no, what was it? Uh, it was yellow. I think pineapple was her fruit. She, she had a knife and uh, peekaboo. Uh, and uh, she is my old bias out of everything and anything in K-pop. So uh, that, I think, adds on to a lot of my excitement about this. So uh, that's why I'm rambling and I did not prepare a lot. And Steven just pulled out uh, a card. Oh, is that from the, is that from it's the Monster from album? Monster, yeah. This is the uh, only thing I got, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would show you my phone. I have a sulky photo card on the back of my and my phone uh, case from her uh, her past birthday this February. She released oh. like an oh, art yeah. poster book, That's and right. it came with two uh, photo cards. And I put one of the photo cards on my phone. I am waiting for my uh, pre order of Twenty Eight Reasons to arrive to get finally more. Sulgi photo cards because every Red Velvet album I've gotten, I've only gotten Yeri and Joy, <laughs> which is not not bad. I love them. It's just I have a bad, uh, a really bad run of not getting my biases in albums. Are you hoping to get uh, Sulgi in? Are, are you hoping to pull Sulgi? I swear Sulgi's? to God, if I get if I get Lee Suman, I will be oh, so man. mad. <laughs> Just the same outfits. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Ooh. I mean, I'd I'd pay for that. You would? <laughs> I would. would. It would be one of one limited edition. All right. Well, suffice it to say. Alamark is going to be extremely biased with this um, episode, so take everything he says as fact. A- anything he says is is true. It's not um, it's not influenced by anything. It's just he's just speaking exactly what needs to be spoken. So um, I'm excited to hear um, hear any critical notes. From you, Alamark. I'd be. I'm curious. Um, so, uh, because Solgi is Alamark's bias, we're gonna have him go last with the first song. So, starting with track number one, 28 Reasons. I'm starting first, then Steven, then maybe Alamark. We'll see. We'll see. 
We'll see if we get it. We just, have time to get Just to skip me and give me the last hour of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Let's start off with the uh, title track, 28 Reasons. Um, whoa. Whoa, guys. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm sure, like, Alamark, Steven, you caught the uh, teasers for this, this album, this song. And from the get-go, the tease was this sort of... Um, darker concept i mean i i don't know where the gun the hunting gun comes into play but at least the visuals that they teased for the music video on this this release and the song makes sense with what the song ultimately ended up becoming it's like this it's this dark and sad tone i i hate to always type you know like pigeonhole this one artist and always go to them but i I can't help but just think of Billie Eilish the whole time, like this very, like almost emotional, but um, weird and like just a slightly sinister sound. Um, that's what the song is, and it is great in that sense because it it is just I it's I love because okay, so we we did. Um, who did we have? We had Wendy's. Uh, did we cover Joy? We didn't cover Joy's. Uh, no. Solo. But even then, they, all, it, to, to some extent, stayed in like their wheelhouse of like their abilities and everything. This is like nothing I'm used to with Solgi, nothing I'm used to with Red Velvet. And it's awesome. Like, it's not even like a Velvet side. It's like, I don't even know what side this is. It's like, if you take the Velvet and then you like, burn it with fire of course with fire you just char it and then that's that's the leftovers like that's what this it's just so um i i kept doing like dual comparisons i said intense but playful eerie but whimsical like that's what this song it's it's hard for me to just convey with words you really have to hear it it is just it's just it had it makes it's it reaches you deep inside somehow it's so it's so ugh. um but yeah the the thing though is i think i really enjoy the chorus the most about this song partially because that's what it was teased with um but yeah i i don't know i i wasn't if if i'm honest with you guys i think this might be the weakest song in the album for me um i'm so sorry wow. Mark. I, I know i know i'm so sorry um and it's I'm because i'm tuning everything out from now on so okay yeah. good yeah <laughs> you just just this just have your own podcast episode about this this uh release um and and the reason why i say that is because i just feel like i would have loved the chorus like the, the the mood of the chorus to kind of live more so throughout the song because it kind of um I don't know. I feel like it's trying to pull me into two different directions. Maybe that's the point. Maybe it's good versus evil. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. It's just I, I wasn't looking forward to the whole. I mean, I, I love the whisper, sensual whisperness that Solgi was singing with the verses. But I, I wasn't as excited about that part, even in like a sensual way. Like, or, you know, um, it just kind of. Um, I. I, I paid less attention to her voice and more to the that bass 
that more dirty bass that was like firing off uh, for the beat and everything. Uh, but then when that chorus came, I was like, oh, this is the be- I love this part of the song. This is I love that build up. It's so great. Um, and then how it just comes just silence at the end. Um, OK, that's a lot of me talking about this song. Uh, Steven, uh, please tell me you have much better words to give for Alan Mark. Oh, I, I don't know if they're much better, but also don't I, worry about me. Yeah, dude. just just, just <laughs> talk. I, no, no, I, I'm going to because I care about you. Yeah, you're I, my friend, and I don't want to hurt you. It's okay. I care about Sulgi, and as long as she gets the attention that she deserves, then <laughs> it's all good with me. Good <laughs> or bad. I do really wish I could see you for this though. <laughs> this, I, yeah, um, <laughs> but I I think this song is it's a spectacular single um i i i just feel like it's an attack right out of the gate and it just begins an experience for the the rest of the album i mean that first line i kissed your brother i mean i i felt that and i was i was already angry at her (laughs) like i i feel like that was part of just the atmosphere the song created and it then it didn't let up like I, I took that, the whistle that you were mentioning, Chuck, and I, I just ha- thought it was a lot more mysterious. And mm-hmm. I was thinking more of like some, like a, a mythical figure or something from like urban legend, just this, this thing we hear and then you have to do something or run away. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like this dark tone, uh, from the song. Um, parts of it did remind me of, uh, of Irene and Solgi's monster, um, yep. they do share Yu Youngjin as one of the songwriters on it. So maybe there, I don't know. There's some kind of connection there. But um, yeah, I I think yeah, it's such a like I you mentioned it was a little like sinister. I think it was. I think that was just almost what they were going for. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Like. Sulgi, the song, it feels like she's really speaking at you directly, just taunting you the whole time. And mm. um, it was, it really like stirred my imagination of like, just like picturing things even before se- seeing uh, the video for it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, I, I, for a lot of this album, I wasn't even pinpointing on certain parts of the song, just how they all made me feel and like how they all work together. So I think it's a fantastic start. Um, yeah. Okay. Alamark, you get D- all the time in the don't world. Don't hype that you it want. up too much. It, it, it don't hype it. They don't hype up my thoughts too much. I don't, it might okay, not okay. even be, I don't have anything written down. It's literally going to be from the dome. Okay. Alamark, how did this song make you feel? I don't know if it made me feel everything or nothing or all in between. It's I don't know how to quantify how it makes me feel, but I could I guess I get really excited thinking about it, and I think that's honestly a success when it comes to you know K-pop singles and songs. So, like I guess conceptually, uh, I guess when it was first announced that Sulgi was having a solo debut. I ultimately like put no expectations on what kind of sound it was going to be because 
I think out of anyone, particularly in uh, Red Velvet, but most like groups, she has the a versatility that like it could be anything, and I know it fit, it would suit her really well. Uh, so when I saw it, they were going with this like really dark uh, sort of villainous uh, sound and arc. Uh, then it sort of realized that it started everything started making sense because if you look think back to Feel My Rhythm, like she was the villain of the music video and stuff like that. Like she wore the the black dress and crown and that had the sword, and it seems like she was the antagonist of that storyline. And then I think now it kind of got me thinking like. If they're following that up yeah. with her, uh, with her solo release, and then thinking, oh, Wendy's liar in the music video, she was floating as if she was swimming in water, and then Joy with Hello, which is bright and happy. I'm like, are they, uh, were they teasing about what they were planning on doing with Sulgi all the way back then? Maybe, but then now I'm spiraling with my brain and getting really excited again. So going back to the song, uh, I just say I like I just love it. I adore it. It is the level of uh, I guess performance that you sort of expect all around, and I think they're. It seems like they're doing a really smart thing also with uh, the concept, sound, everything. It to me the first. Uh, I guess impression that I got was that it felt like the right mix of Taemin solo stuff and Taeyeon solo stuff. And I think uh, with Sulgi's versatility, that was almost like a really perfect choice because those are the two SM soloists that I think have really established themselves as soloists, like more than outside of their uh, individual groups as well. Um, and I think they're sort of putting their eggs in their basket with Sulgi too. Uh, so that's actually make, makes me really excited because uh, like with the sound, the darkness of it, as well as with the choreography, you could see there's like where it feels more tame in. But then with the vocals and the different timbres that she uses, that feels like where there's some Taeyeon sort of uh, influence there with the songwriting, especially in that bridge portion when she just goes the the yes at the end that just descend like and it does it feels like it doesn't stop. I wasn't expecting that level of I guess vocal performance, even though like it's clear she's a second best vocalist in Red Velvet, but uh I guess I wasn't expecting so many uh so many more like beltier things from her. So uh yeah I think just the, how they piece it together it feels like i think though i really do love this song i think it f succeeds the most as like a full story than it, it does as the yeah. song itself though i do really enjoy a lot of how this song is built itself it's it's interesting to me because it just kind of has one part and then the next the chorus part but i it's weird it was weird for me to hear it because i didn't know if i was in the chorus or the pre-chorus because it does the dun 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 like the little creepy like um like step step kind of um verse and then it just hits you it like that's the pre chorus right like the um the 28 reasons portion yeah, just the, the uh, reasons, uh, right, right, that part. That that's just the chorus, right? And then it has a little post-chorus thing at the very end. I guess so. I, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's just so that I I mean it's 
when you're talking about the form parts of the song or the format of the song, but the, I really enjoyed that how it just went right into it, like no 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 fluff needed. It was just like cool verse, an even better chorus. Um, yeah, this song feels really seamless throughout. Yeah, which I think it's just it's I mean it's just a very straightforward song. Uh, yeah, in a really good way because uh, I think touching upon the story part that it helps make the story succeed of uh, the concept yeah. as a whole. I love I loved how in the second verse, like you could tell that she carried the energy from that chorus into the kind of singing of the second verse. Especially, I don't remember the line, but she she has that one like raspy vocal fry like yeah. rock sound that comes out. And I, I was like, ooh. Oh, the the growl? That, yeah. yeah. The growl, yeah, I think yeah. there's the, something about dreams come true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She growls yeah. there. That also was another, like, unexpected part of the yeah. vocally for me, mm-hmm. which I was like, yeah. oh, like, she ex- she uh, uses so many different, like, vocal textures and timbres yep. and, pow- like, dynamics as well. Uh, so I think they really wanted to highlight a lot of her talent there. Um. I have a question for you, Alan Mark, and I have a question for you, Stephen. I'll go with my question for you, Stephen. Um, uh, do you think, like, um, wait, did I have a question for you, Stephen? I don't know if I did anymore. <laughs> you started oh, no. one. I know. I, I thought I did. Oh, my God. Well, let me go with the Alan Mark question because that, that's what's in my mind do, right now. I do think that uh, Manchester City will win the <laughs> league. Yeah. Ooh, shout out to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I should say it. That's right. I love it. Um, Almark, do you think... Wait, who is the best singer in Red Velvet? Oh. Wendy. Wendy? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Was that... Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. That, that, was, that, was, my, that was my first question. Uh, not, not my question, but something I was curious. Okay. Um, so, biases aside, um, I, I'll just ask this question for the both of you. If if you had a breakout star from Red Velvet to kind of just launch her solo career and just be a soloist, who would you think that would be? Oh, uh, it's tough because ap- the appeal is different for each person. I mean, I do think Sulgi would be the most successful because she's the most versatile out of everyone. That so I yeah, that, think so. That's kind of yeah. That's where I was trying to yeah. get at because. I think this song alone is a good indicator of like, yeah. like her, the the ability to just do anything, like you were saying, the versatility. It's just um, uh, whether or not I think this song is incredible. I, I, I like, I, I, I forgot. I like. I kind of started getting a peek into what Solgi, the solo artist, would sound like because. Um, I don't know like has she released any solo songs in the past or has it always been like features or um... uh, not official like singles no this is right. the yeah. like this is legit a solo debut yeah and uh, i i um despite the song like i was saying i like the art i like solgi the artist like i i just it's it's just so interesting and fascinating and exciting to me and um yeah this, this song alone would sell me on that idea um, for her. Yeah. So I mean, if, you're, I know if you also think about the other soloists that really have taken off and established themselves like outside of their groups, uh, like 
Taman is one of the first things that comes to mind. And for like for him, I mean, everyone there is a like incredible dancer and a lot of great vocalists too. But there's something about like his like I don't know. There's something about like you could tell when someone's just like a full package of a performer, mm-hmm. you know. And I think Silky sort of has the same sort of the same element to her as well. I feel bad because I realized that that question was meant for Steven. And I remember really? the question <laughs> that I really wanted to say, to ask you, Alan. My bad. No, okay. no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. I, I got I got answers from both of you guys. Um, this one's just for Alan Mark. Why do you think it took so long for Sylvie to get her own solo? Like, mm. was she was she waiting for the right moment? I can't assume any of that. I think it's more so, uh, I think just up to SM how they want to, you know, promote things. I think especially as uh, Red Velvet continues to like promote over the years, uh, individuals in groups tend to want to branch out a bit more in different areas. So you'll get fewer and fewer releases at a time from older groups. Like right now, like so far we've only had uh, two Red Velvet albums in the past two years. So uh, I think part of that, Yeri and Irene have been acting, Joy's been acting, and then, uh, yeah, we had the other solo releases as well. I think it just comes to a time where um, their schedules are going to be much more than just with the group. Uh, not necessarily that means the group's going to disband or anything, but it's like, I mean, I'm fine with a one mini album a year, as long as they're still around. Uh, mm-hmm. But that also allows for more time to do things like solo albums or dramas and stuff like that yeah so i think that's where we are because before uh like i guess before the year hiatus because of uh wendy's injury like they had three releases in 2019 yeah they had all three parts of the river festival there so it's uh you know and so it's just like where that's where the timing eventually goes with how they want to release stuff Let's move on then quickly to the uh, music video. So um, let's go in reverse order. Alan Mark, why didn't you start? Uh, what did you think about the video? Oh, God. I don't know what I think still. I, I just, <laughs> every time I watch it, I just, I'm just like staring uh, breathless the whole time. Because, yeah, one, it's so fair. cinematic. And yep. I like that it matched the trailers as well with how cinematic that was. Uh, because the visuals and even like Sulky's like acting was really well done. On top of you know the actual like vocal dance performances too, so I thought it was just a very like idealized vision that they had, um, and I don't know it's like n- everything felt very intended. Like everything was you no know, yeah the, every the shot, imagery yeah yeah imagery backdrops props mm-hmm. were very like wardrobe colors yeah it was all intentional and um yeah i mean uh yeah i know i'll continue on i (laughs) still gathering true true yeah fair fair um steven how about you man what did you yeah uh, did you have did you have feelings as well yeah i I thought it was i i pretty very similar thoughts i one a couple things that stood out to me were just like the locations that they chose and what shots they had mm-hmm. um and and the like the i think the contrast they were trying to uh display by by having those uh locations like that one in in with the bed in the in that field of like 
tall grass. And then she she has a, that white. Uh, she's wearing white there. And then like they have that like concrete building. Um, it just they're they're both. I don't know. One was just so like unforgiving, and then we have that very. It, it it's weird because it's so like it's not entirely natural, but it's almost you're wondering like how did you end up there too? But I don't know. It, it there's just a lot that I was trying to figure out um, as the video was happening. Uh, but yeah, everything we you've mentioned like the the colors. I feel like there's a lot of meaning in what like the the whole good and evil um that they were also talking about at the end so i i yeah it it was well thought out and put together um yeah i i i would be reminded that it's a music video every time yeah. they they would jump to like the choreo segments um which were great i love those i love the strap outfits um that they were wearing and i love just the simplistic oh, choreo yeah. that it, it felt mm. very like like the i don't know if it was the camera angle or like the lens it felt very like 90s to me um like like that not fisheye the, but the very wide angle like i don't know it just had like the fact that Solgi was in your face going back to your point steven um with a lot of the pointing and like the the eye uh, or the, just the hand gestures and everything it just felt i don't know there was just this attitude like they they were showing both sides like the the evil side the good side and then like the soulgy side and i was just like just like i thought it was just so artistic and incredible um i love that um i love the scene where she's like wrapped in chains and then like dangling off the uh the um the top of the mm-hmm. building and then the, and then later they show her doing like a a floating um uh, floating in the air shot and i was like this is so cool like artistically wise like it's just such just, yeah just just really pretty all around um um but yeah i i don't know it just, she just looks so cool too i don't mm-hmm. just just like standing alone by yourself like commanding the room it's just so or good. with another sulky yeah, oh yeah yeah uh, that, i was i was gonna yes. bring that up like that's that's like I mean that's the Irene and like the Irene and Solgi effect right there. Like I, I think I saw her doing some finger tutting a little bit in the choreo as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I also like how they brought in like the two Solgis right next to each other and now like singing and dancing while I think that was cool because it matched the uh, harmonies that were going on in the chorus too, which was like such a like really great layering and filling up space of the song itself. So I like that they represented that with like the two like duality of as well with like the two sogis the good and evil. So I yeah I thought just very well done. Um, I have another question for you, Steven. Oh boy, I know you're generally a good guy, but do you have greed and temptation inside of you? <laughs> uh yeah I, yeah I mean I am a <laughs> human. Uh, <laughs> Is that wait, was that at the was that the text at the end? Or, yeah, that was the okay. Text. Yeah, I try not to get my allow myself to be consumed by evil. <laughs> good, good, text good. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Uh, Thank Alamar- you for that question, though. Oh yeah, of course. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Alamark, I of course have to end with you. Do you have anything else you would like to say, or uh, would you like Stephen to talk about track number two? Uh, oh, I want to touch upon the choreos a little bit more. Uh, like, I love that it was in, like at, we know that she's an incredible dancer, but I love that they, as you mentioned, Chuck, it was a bit more like simpler, subdued. But it's still very like clean and precise and strong. Like the one that sticks out to me the most is in the second chorus, where they after they do the sort of leg balancing thing, uh, they do like a couple uh, hip rolls into, and then she snaps her like left shoulder out mm, yeah. in like in such a powerful way. But it's like it's not a lot of room for her to work with there, but it's so powerful and just like that's like the precision of like Sulgi as a dancer who like I believe is one of the best like third generation dancers uh like throughout K-pop um and yeah so I'm glad I like that we got to see like those elements there um and uh just uh she looks amazing as well I guess with the look the the dance scenes with like the blue room with all like the the po- like the set in the background where she has like the I guess maroon bodysuit and then the the leather like wide leg pants and the red I guess they added the like the streaks in her hair. Good lord. Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> Let's move on to song number two. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh wait. Um, okay. there also yes. there's just also a reaction video with uh red velvet watching the video so oh it, my it's fine to watch that uh, oh, okay oh, <laughs> wendy the oh. whole time her expression uh, it's just oh. it's great oh best friends 94 liners yeah <laughs> she's, oh, it's, oh okay. and it, oh okay sorry i got really excited too because she's also on show interview with sunmi uh that oh, just got yeah. dropped today and oh, speaking of sunmi also, i also oh, just i also just got the photo from the uh the sunmi oh, show oh man <gasps> So, I wish you could show it to us I will s- uh, live on camera. I will. S- I'll, I'll send it in the ch- in our in our. Oh, wow. Just K- yeah. KKT. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Cool. Great. Sulgi. Amazing. Track number two. Dead man running. Steven, run us through your thoughts on this song. Yeah. Um. I I have some notes that are like. I mentioned last week how I liked how I felt the songs really just kind of continued from the previous right. one. It was like they carried on that similar energy. And I, I felt similar about Dead Man Running from 28 Reasons. Like, I felt like they were just continuing the story. Um, and once again, like this, you're you're like you're in danger uh, <laughs> as they say but um or as she says in the song um i think the song has kind of maybe a similar sounding gravelly bass and then pretty like simple rhythms overall which they, they don't get too complex instrumentally with either of them um and they have some strings in here too so like you get a lot of similar elements with that kind of dark tone too um but what i think was a real like just what stood out uh was also more like great vocals but i think um 
what we're getting is just intensity at like every dynamic. I, and I think that's what is really important about uh, the, the performance for this song, especially in the chorus. Like in the second half, she delivers these notes in almost a, like it's very like feverish and I, it just works perfectly to deliver the, 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 her message to you, the subject, once again. Um, yeah, this one I was also like hoping for a video. Um, I just picturing like, I don't know, scenes. I, I was just automatically going to the, uh, propensity for vengeance in Korean media. And I think they would, whoever they get would do a perfect job for a video for this song. Um, so yeah, I, I think just having, not leaving this, space uh that the first song set up was uh i think a, a really nice way to keep the album going Ooh, this song uh yeah i i love that it continued with the same energy from 28 reasons uh, this one more specifically i feel like sounds like it could be like a pixie title track but also like pixie's like best title track <laughs> <laughs> uh it's just like there's a lot of like yeah the sinister the menace to it i think is really cool like it's truly there's like there's something about her vocal direction how she sings it there's like vengeance behind it which is really really cool and i think yeah, this testament of her like vocal performing talent um i think particularly my favorite parts are probably in the verse because she does this thing where it feels like she's dragging the melody as she's singing and I, oh, that's like my favorite thing that vocalists do. It's so sexy. It's so cool. Uh, and it's, I think it like gives this like feeling of like, it's drawing you in, in a bit, in a way that's like, you're fearful because it's dangerous. It's either dangerous, but you can't help but follow, or it's straight up just like, there's, it sounds like they're swooning. And I think I've mentioned that with like Jiho in, uh, one of the taste of love songs this but this one definitely falls more in the uh it is like this is bad but uh you can't help but go towards it it's like getting hypnotized by like i don't know what do what do like venomous snakes do to lure in their prey like stuff like that hypnotize you know? oh. kind of yeah uh, they don't like actually Trance. hypnotize like i know in cartoons like what was it like in jungle book they did that but I'm thinking more like in real life they'd like do things that like lure you in until like you can't oh, help but yeah, get yeah. gobbled up so it's just it, it's just so good and i think the menace itself is exemplified <clears throat> the best in that bridge with the lines um you can run you can like what was it mm-hmm. yeah you can you can run you can run but you can't hide i'm like oh oh it's like it's like the same feeling of Irene singing uh, In My Dreams You'll uh, Fall In Love. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, but that, that's great. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, well uh, oh, uh, there's one go ahead. quick note. Go ahead. We go always ahead. like to talk about it, but uh, Sogi did write lyrics for this All song. Yes. So, yeah. Get those royalties. Get that money. All the lyrics, right? I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. 
Um, I don't have anything more to add because I feel the exact same way as you guys. Um, I noted the exact same things. If if anything, I really, really latched on to that nasty bass that was just firing off every single second. I love that. It that that grittiness to that sound really added to the whole menacing and sinister vibe, and so I love that. Um, um, and another note, I feel like um, it might be because of the producers, I'm assuming, but I feel like there was a little, you know, possible Western um, appeal, I think, to the song. Like, like with the way, I don't know if it's whenever the English lines fired off or just something about it felt like it didn't feel K-pop to me it felt like a more international sound like a, like it felt like something that a, a top 40 artist could perform kind of thing i could hear so, that i think there's something about the the top line that does yeah. have that little bit element like if there's anyone i could possibly like offer this to i mean there's also like i guess my yeah. bias is running in like running around <laughs> in my brain uh, Rina Sawayama, I think she would absolutely like Correct. tear this song okay. apart. Okay, thank you. That's uh, you know what? That's what I was thinking of. That's who that, I think I was thinking of her. Something like her, you know. But obviously, just her right now. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I could totally see this song being performed at a at a at a venue that could fit. I don't know. Oh, I think the Fox Theater where I'm seeing yeah, Rina Sawayama the... in November. <laughs> oh wow, yes. Oh, you see? Yeah, nice. Don't worry. Uh another no. outbreak won't happen. <laughs> Nothing will happen. At least, okay. Uh, just let us get through so I can see Rina finally again and then see Yaren Bake in December. That's uh, yeah. just need to get just that. Did you get tickets, oh. Steven? Oh no, I haven't bought one yet. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, <laughs> I feel like I have. There are a couple of things I've directly caused Alan Mark to spend money on <laughs> this year. <laughs> or I don't know. If I, maybe maybe you know I was what? It's fine. I just got a raise this past week, so we're, oh nice. We're, oh congrats. So it's. I'm feeling great. <laughs> what a good week. What a good month for you. Yeah, nine percent. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because, well, it's because I was he- I've been heavily underpaid and I'm still very underpaid. <laughs> very good. Okay. Well, then not the underpaid wire, but very good for <laughs> getting getting what's getting your royalties. So, um, okay. Um, that's all. That's it for me. Do you do you have anything else about Dead Man Running? Any uh anything caught your eyes? Okay. Um, um, I will assume as, you're good. Oh, uh, go ahead. As many people in fandoms would say I, w- I would not mind being the dead man running if it was sulgy that was stepping on me <laughs> so. okay uh let me ask you another question alan mark <laughs> where would you like sulgy to step up <laughs> mm, haven't thought about that okay think about it I'll, I'll 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 circle back later great um okay uh <laughs> but before you think of that alan mark i need you to talk about track number three bad boy comma sad girl Parenthesis, open parentheses featuring um <laughs> b uh trying to do it with apostrophe b apostrophe o close parentheses yeah um go ahead yeah uh oh no this is just an, a great shift in i guess the album at this point 
I th it would have been way too much if we c continued with that sinister evil sound so it's nice that we brought it to like this lightness uh but i like that it sort of still felt like it continued the same attitude though because it's uh, it's pretty much a conversation between you know uh, like a sad girl and a you know potentially bad boy as well so but so i like that <laughs> she presented like the just like the attitude of like I'm going to be aware of you because, like, you might suck. So, um, but it's fun. I think I love the addition of Bio in this one because uh, I love his voice. And I think the way he sings as well gives the right level of attitude for, like, for someone that is potentially a bad boy but also would consider themselves a good guy. So I think oh. that vocal tone and, uh, and delivery was just, like, it's it's a right choice of singer for this one. So those are the ones you gotta watch out for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think I know it's just really fun. I don't have a lot of notes on this, but I like that you know we get a lighter song uh, tonally at least because uh, she does really well with that. Like selfish is that similar tone. Um, so yeah, I just yes. You know, for someone with no notes, you're you're like reciting so many great points that i you're just you're just checking all my boxes for me like i don't i don't have anything else to add <laughs> i love this song it's um i i could see how it's not you know any a certain person's not or sorry i can see how it's not a cup of tea for uh, a certain person but it, it it is for me i will sip that tea it is very delicious and good and refreshing um and it just it's a comfort it feels like a comfort song to me so um i like it as well okay that's it steven <laughs> yeah i i also really like this song and the, the shift in uh, mood um i i did feel like i was safe and no longer being threatened and i <laughs> I, I was worried I, I had to listen to a bit of the, the song to make sure it doesn't like turn and then uh but yeah it, i was feeling safer listening to the both of them um I, I yeah i think the song just continues to prove that solgi is a, a great duet partner um and i was glad that this song like turned into a duet or it didn't feel like just a feature from another mm -hmm. uh oh, yeah, artist um they they Theo stayed for like the rest of the track um and yeah i i I wasn't really. I didn't really listen to him before, so um, yeah, I can't remember if I heard anything yeah. or another feature. Uh, Have you heard the Counting Stars song? I don't think so. Oh, Is that that's a drama? Okay. Uh, yeah, that song. So it's uh, when he was on uh, Show Me the Money. That song got really popular oh, in Korea. And maybe so. I have. Counting stars, okay. na, 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 Louis Vuitton, na, Louis Vuitton. Okay, I don't okay. think I. It's know. great. It is oh, great. Okay. I, she was I like, "Oh yeah, that song." Whoops. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Oh yeah, because I I was almost uh, just thinking. I was kind of wondering was like was Weinstein busy because he would have I mean, I would have loved to. Uh, like love i loved love countdown with nyan and you know that was similar he stayed on yeah, for the rest of the track I, I don't know i'm sure sm has his contact but bo is fine <laughs> bo is fine on this yeah. oh no he was good um yeah but um other 
things I liked about the song were it, it had certain certain elements were kind of added this vintagey sound to it, or like the very classic uh, parts, like the the background vocals and some of the harmonies that sounded like music uh, or like pop music before rock and roll existed. <laughs> like those, like really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Those kind of old timey sounding songs, um, which I like that. Uh, yeah, I like the, this that flavor they gave to the song. Um, but yeah, a very very welcome change of pace from the previous two. <laughs> okay, um, I'm thinking after Solgi steps in your Alamark, this is the song where she like comes and. Gives you a band aid or an ice pack mm-hmm. for wherever she stepped. Okay. Okay. I uh, know, man. She's uh, too busy being sad. So, luckily, I'm a sad boy. So, we can both be sad together. <laughs> well, then, in, in that case, you'd be the sad boy. She should be the bad girl. I mean, she yeah. is in this sense so, yeah. because she stepped on me. So, that's very. Yeah, very... yeah, that's true. Yeah. She probably <laughs> is holding a gun also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why did they? Yeah. Uh, Where is that? That's, was that part of the the promotion for was, this album? Yeah, yeah. But it, in the trailer, was it like a was it like a music video for a future song or something? Like, or they just I, just I, yeah. There's no. yeah. K-pop is a deception. Has an obsession with guns. It's, so, it's yeah. weird. It's very weird. weird. What are like? What are the gun regulations? Also, is it like pretty it's banned? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's so weird. Okay. Well, I mean. When you take away something, I feel like it'll make people want it more. So, I don't know. That's just my <laughs> thought. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to rationalize the gun obsession. Oh, they, I, well, I was just the, in other videos, like I don't know, in Monster, and I think Bad Boy. She also had the gun. So, or no, in Bad Boy, she had the she money. Had the, one. Yeah, because the they don't. Gun. They the don't. Yeah, money like, gun. They don't treat it like uh, as a tool for killing people. Right? They they treat it as like some sort of like power like some sort of in what context uh, are you i don't yeah i don't know i'm just thinking like anytime there's a gun on screen like in a music video it's either to look cool because you're holding i don't know yeah a stylish looking object it does not yeah but it also doesn't validate using a weapon to oh yeah you don't need it yeah you don't need a gun to look cool that's for sure but um oh well okay I digress. Um, When we come back, we will have a game brought to you by me, and we will talk about the final three songs of the album. So stick around. We'll see you all on the B-side. Get out, get out, get out of my face. I don't need your love like I did. Get out, get out, get out of my face I don't need your love like I did all right welcome back to the b-side as you already know from listening to every single episode of how you can eat we like to play a game when we come back from break and this week's game is brought to you by me so i'm gonna let alamark and steven know what they're gonna play so it's gonna be a very quick one because i didn't want to take too much time with the game so because it's the name of the album and the title track is 28 Reasons, you are going to play a game of 28 questions. So um, so many questions. Oh, well, I mean, you, don't, you might not need all of them, but uh, you might. You might need more. So the thing you're trying to guess is which 
solo, female solo artist am I talking about? And the category is they had an album release this year. Mm. And also they come from an idol group as well. So just like Solgi, these three people also had releases this year. So um, one by one. So similar to like Alan Mark's game where you just like you ask certain questions, but in this case, it's whatever question you want, and I'm gonna do my best to answer it. And if I can't, I'll you get a chance to ask. Whoa! Question. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. So. Um, Good luck to you more than us. I think. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Like, I'm playing this game this week, so. Um, so yeah, we will start with our first female artist, and because oh, how many Alan artists Mark, will we go through? Just three artists. Oh, okay. I so um, we will find out who the winner is after three rounds. Hopefully, only after two rounds. So <laughs> let's start with the first one. See how that goes. It'd be amazing so, if we got through twenty-eight total questions through all three rounds. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing and awful. <laughs> <laughs> guys, okay, okay. If what you guys know who it is, <laughs> yeah. If you guys know, <laughs> what is the rising sign? <laughs> yeah. If you guys know who it is and don't and don't guess, I will be mad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Ooh, I've been extra spicy lately because of fantasy football, <laughs> so maybe I might do that. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Let's just see how this goes. Also, thank you for giving me my first win in fantasy football, Chuck. Oh, you're very welcome. Ooh. Almark was winless until uh, me. Yeah. Got it. Well, that makes sense. That's exactly what he said. I just said it another way. Okay. Anyway, let's 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 start with um, since you won against me, Stephen, you get to go first uh, with the first question. So, any question you want, okay. I will do my best to answer it. And our goal is just to get the, oh, get guess the artist, yeah. and we can guess after you give us the answer. Yes. And do we do we do we write these? Oh, we we just okay okay. I think I I'll be it. writing it down over here. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anything what, you want. Uh, what group are they from? Is she? Yeah, where they from? Perfect. That's a great question. Uh, the group they are from is Idol. Ooh. Oh wait, and she Ooh. released a. Uh, Oh, uh, I'll guess Neon. Correct. Wow. (laughs) Correct. Congratulations, Steven. You got the other two didn't release albums this year. Oh, you got question number one. (laughs) Correct. Yes. Very good. Oh, I love this. I love this. Okay. Now, Alan Mark, you get to start. (laughs) There's even a better question you can ask. <laughs> uh Alamark, you get to start round two. Alright. Um would you like to use the same question or go No. Let's make this okay. hard. Uh yeah. when is their birthday? <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one <laughs> Who's playing now? Okay. Their birthday is August nineteenth. 1996. 96. Okay. 
Um, oh no, she was born ninety-five. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go. I just want to go for a guess. I'm just gonna <laughs> throw something out in the dark. Um, August nineteenth, nineteen ninety-six. Um, okay, just going through all the different solo releases from this year in my brain. How do you remember them? Um, or ninety-six liner. I feel like there aren't too many of those. Uh, okay. Hmm. No, no, 95. That's a 95 liner. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, vamping right now because I think I could figure it out. I'm. Up <laughs> <laughs> the 96 liner. Oh my god. Uh, okay. It's, it's definitely from. You said it's from a group, so I need to go through groups in my brain. Last year. I guess there's also no time limit to you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I forgot to mention that, but um, yeah, there's no time limit. Great. Okay. Think as long as you need. <laughs> no, uh, that's a ninety. That's a ninety-four liner. Uh, ninety-six. <laughs> yeah. Um, while he's doing that, Steven, do you have any um new places that's to take us to if we go to New York? Uh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, everything will just be in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like. I don't really know what's new in Manhattan or Brooklyn, but uh, I you know I could take you to some places. This oh, I just heard about this new place, a uh, new hot pot place in Flushing. Ooh. It's like coconut hot pot they like I it's like this high oh. it's this chinese style of hot pot and they say they add like coconut to it and i've never heard of that but it sounds uh, like, really like cool. coconut milk or coconut <laughs> I, or I, I don't know i yeah. i really i took a screenshot of the description from eater okay and they just say the staff will determine the right number of coconuts for the broth Oh, then they first simmered coconut juice. Oh, so okay. it's coconut juice. Cool. Okay. And yeah. So it's like a coconut-based broth or something like that. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, that sounds good. Take I mean, you there. For sure. That'd be good for sp- for spicy foods. Also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flushing will be cool. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, damn. <laughs> Did we give you enough time? Uh, no, I got distracted by the food talk. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what else. Uh. Uh, handicap, handicap. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take up too much time, so I'm going to just throw out the guess. I thought that she was born another year, but I'm just going to guess. Uh, was it uh, Kwan Eun B? Okay. Yeah, I thought so. She's 95 liner, not 96. Okay. Oh. Okay. Wow. Um, let's see. What month did the release come out? Ooh. I, I, I feel like I won't get it. May 18th, May. 2022. Oh. May? Oh. Oh, we didn't do a potluck that month. Oh, my gosh. I don't know who. I can't think of Oh, I gave you the date also, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh <laughs> Oh man. Uh let's see. Ninety six. Okay. Wow. I think I gotta get okay. What? Oh man, I 
I think I have to pass. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, I'm gonna try this without asking a question because oh. it just came to wait, mind. Wait, wait. If you ask the question, then or if you guess, you can't ask the question afterwards. Yeah, that's fine. That means less clues for Steven if I get it wrong. <laughs> um, was it Yaren from G Friend? Oh, wow! Oh, oh, oh my God! <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. All right, now we are tied. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Okay. Did, Final yeah, artist. I didn't, know, I didn't realize she was a '96 liner. Okay. Who is the artist? <laughs> Oof. Um. The okay. uh, the release was Aria. Yeah. From, oh, uh, yes. From it. Uh, yes. From Yaren. Yeah. And then the the Mion uh, was my. So mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Oof. Oh, thank God. Final one. Okay, Stephen, go ahead. Oh, ask, ask away. Okay, yeah, you get, you get a chance. Um, is their stage name also their real name? Ooh, I like that question. I like or their that. given name, I guess. Yes, the answer is yes. Okay. Uh huh. I think I'll just answer. Guess the one other person I had in mind. Is it? Uh, Nyon? It is not Nyon. Oh, oh no. God. Oh, no. Wait, I was going to guess that almost no matter that what. That's going to be too easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which group are they in? Not twice. Uh, Nyon? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, ooh. Okay. Was this person in a survival program? <sighs> yes. Okay. Shoot, there was a lot. Oh shoot, there's a lot. Just from this one group, there's a lot. Alright, I'm gonna guess Che Yena. That is correct. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I had three to choose from. I had three to choose from from Eyes One. Oh yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, that's dope. Oh, yeah. What a pull! What a pull! Well, I think beca- I think because the other two use their last like their surname as oh, well. Jo-Yuri. Yeah, Joe Yuri and Kwan Inbi. So, woo. Um, the um release by Yena. It she had two mm-hmm. releases this mm-hmm. year. Actually, her debut was on January seventeenth, twenty twenty two, and then she released another one on August third. Smart twenty two. Yeah. Okay, thank you guys for playing 28 questions. <laughs> you guys only needed like three. It should have just been five questions. Yeah. But What is her name? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I uh, like pulled the rug from under you, Steven, in that it's one. It's all right. I, I don't know who I was going to guess next. Maybe Chang'e <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would yeah. have been a good guess. Oh, yeah, did she, she did have one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, y'all oh, covered yeah. it. Yeah, it was just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> we love that album. We we did. That we're waiting for part two. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for playing this game. Congratulations, Alan Mark. Sorry. On uh, knowing all of your idols, uh, every single idol. Like Encyclopedia. So ping, I, uh, I should have known. I should have done <laughs> something ping. that requires a database in the That's brain. That's all right. All right. ADHD, baby. <laughs> oh, is that a new group? Okay, so... <laughs> what does their acronym stand for? Okay, so 
Uh, we have three more songs to cover for this episode, so let's get to it. Starting with track number four, um, entitled <laughs> Anywhere But Home. Okay. Um, I'm hoping I do have the same exact note but with, the, uh, with you guys, so I'm just going to fire it off right away. This is like some American boy-ass song to me. Did any of you... Did you guys have that in your bingo cards? Did you guys think I, of Estelle's I, I, I did think boy? that too. Yeah. Uh, I did not. Oh, okay. Um, so I just want to get that out of the way so that we, we can all be sad that we all thought about the same thing. Um, but, you know, at first blush, I heard the song and I was like, I love it. It's great. But then today something happened where I was like, maybe I don't love it. Maybe it sounds the same. And then I'm hearing it again right now, and I'm like, okay, no, yeah, I love this song. It's 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 in my wheelhouse. So I, I've been going back and forth. Um, I think it depends on the mood, which is completely normal and natural uh, when it comes to listening to music. Um, but at the very beginning, when I f- did the first playthrough, this was a standout song to me. Like I, the first note I wrote was like, of course, um, it's a disco funk track. It has a lot of um dreamy bell synth sounds going on um and i love how it builds the groove um like over time and it's just it's a great um i mean at some point in the song you hear like a a, the revving of a car or like the peel out of a car and i feel like that's they knew exactly what they were going for like this is the kind of um retro disco like funky track that you would want to listen to on a, in a again in a convertible but maybe like more like the dusk time or something like that but yeah it's just it's it's a great um it's it's great i i i can't i couldn't think of anything like stand outish about it it's just it ticks all the boxes for me of like the kind of song that i would love to listen to so i think the part where i was like getting fatigue was like uh i don't know if it like necessarily reinvented the wheel but um um i i thought it's it was a proper version of what solgi could bring for this type of song and um yeah it's it's great um, i'll talk more i have a note about the format of the song but i'll i'll bring that up um when we circle back around so um steven what did you think about anywhere but home oh i adore this song it is it is my favorite on the album and it was my favorite i think as soon as i heard it pretty much uh, and like once the songs like kicked in yeah i it, it is the song that made me somewhat apprehensive to even try to talk about this album today like I, but I knew that I, I didn't want to wait till, uh, till January to say what I wanted to say about the album. I, I just. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's so good. Like, I, it does, I didn't think it really needed to either, uh, maybe bring a lot of new sounds, but, um, to your point, Chuck, but, uh, the first thing I wanted to comment on was just, I think the, the quality of the sound, like the audio quality, like the engineering maybe, or the mixing and the mastering. I feel like it was really good. Uh, yeah. all, all the instruments sound like they coaxed them into doing what they wanted exactly. 
and how they wanted to sound on this song. So I think that was just one of the joys of listening to this song. But uh, yeah, they do that little like EQing of the the drum sound, or like in the beginning, they kind of slowly bring them in. And I, I was wondering if they were just there all along, but then uh, eventually they start playing the beat, um, which is I, I like that a lot in a couple sections of the song. Um, yeah, and I, I was like, when I was first listening to this, I, I was I couldn't, I was almost unable to handle just how much I was enjoying it. And <laughs> I was, I was, I was like smiling all the way through. And then uh, other listens, I, I, I was like, oh, this song, like, I suppose I was, I was still like delighted with the song, but there is this very, it's the sense of like malaise from the, the singer that you couldn't, really escape um and i think that's what they were or the song was trying they're expressing this desire to like escape from something um and yeah there's a, even a, a line in english uh gloomy weather no direction uh that i think describes a lot of their feelings here um yeah i i would really love an it's live or like a live version of mm-hmm. this with with some real drums on it oh my um, god don't give me that kind of hope steven god i i, I know oh i i was god. doing that a lot for <laughs> this like <laughs> i i was actually building a like a dream lineup tool for who i wanted to play everything on oh, it man. um i i i'll just say like i've been watching these have you ever watched drumio videos there's a drummer named or do you know domino santa antonio she's really cool but she does a lot of pot drumming and she would be great on this uh Louie Lee played the bass, and then Lee Jinah did oh, those sick keys. Wow! Uh, throughout that would wow. that would be a dream. I, I yeah, I mean, I mean, of course, Sunmi can play bass, but um, she she would just have her own concert. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, Alan Mark, what did you okay. think? I, that was that's a lot. Yeah, to, no, that was great. That that is a. A wonderful segment, no, or that's a wonderful piece of commentary. Thank you. Are you? Um, can you match it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to talk about like. Yeah, never mind. You both, I mean, you both already like done wonders talking about this song. Like, I, I'll just put it out there. Yeah, this one is also my favorite song of the album easily from the beginning when I first heard it. It was just incredible. Uh, I think with this song, like out of all the songs here on the album. This is this is the one that I found the most like alluring, like hmm. every other song has like an element of attraction and like though I wouldn't necessarily call myself like a hard stand for Selgi even though there's a lot of that <laughs> attraction still but it's also a lot of like just a oh. fan of the talent and everything still like this is the like or like how every other song has like a lot of strength like attitude confidence behind it even with how tonally different bad boy sad girl was there was still a lot of like that attitude behind it um but i feel like this is the one song in the album that was truly an outlier not just sonically because this is the one that it sounds like you want to get up and dance to it have fun but uh also with like tone and concept too like i think the part that stuck out to me the most and um like this song showcases a level of like vulnerability that really isn't in any other track and i think that having this kind of song that like peels back the layers of this K 
character that Sulgi is portraying on this album, I think that's where, uh, like, I actually feel the most connection to and, like, where there is more, like, attraction there. And, you know, part of it is, uh, like, with the lyrics, like, how, uh, like, take me anywhere but home, there's a little bit of, like, desperation there or, like, wanting to escape because of whatever is sort of troubling her or you know trying to just leave trying to go to an unknown place just escape there's a lot of that sort of vulnerability and then it's even further portrayed with her vocal direction and vocal performance of the song too because every other song has a lot of like strong vocals power behind it uh this one she keeps it very light very drawn back it's a lot of like just it's laid back. There's not a lot of like impressive like belts or even like really crazy runs in there, but it does exactly what it needs to do, uh, especially suiting like the sound of the song itself. So I think that's the big reason why I was attracted to this song right from the beginning because I think I noticed how different it was from like the get. Um, yeah, even though it is like a standard sort of disco funk song that we hear a lot in K-pop. But uh, it brought me directly to the same vibe of Red Velvet's If from uh, uh, the Perfect Velvet album. And like, I think it's, yeah, it's a sound that we are very accustomed to, but it is like maybe like some of the highest quality of that type of song that we get. So uh, yeah, this song is, yeah, I love it so, so much. I I was thinking that this would be Moon Soo Jin's favorite song on the album because mm. I feel like she has a similar vibe on her yeah. music. Um, the, vo- the vocal layering is so good in this yeah, too. The harmonies so that just happen throughout are, especially the chorus, are just beautiful. Uh, and then, yeah, especially when it it's, the layers they had, like there's the, the harmonies with the main top line and the ending, and then there's that, uh, synth that just the fluty synth that runs like in the back end from the, mm-hmm. the left side a little bit and it feels like it's like tickling the back of your head oh my god it's I love this song <laughs> um, I don't know what else to add oh the thing that I want to say um, <clears throat> uh, I love the the format of the song it it starts you off with that little like mm-hmm. warpy sample that sort of like comes to a normal or it starts slow, really slow, and then kind of speeds up a little bit. Um, but I loved how, um, I loved how that there was that second pre-chorus that happened at the very beginning, um, where it, it hits you with the little like soft verse, and then it does the build-up pre-chorus, and then it drops to like a little like, um, like like it just takes a break before it actually hits to that amazing chorus. And mm, I, I mm-hmm. took note it. It takes until one minute until the chorus, I think, truly hits in this song. And I thought that was such a cool, unique thing. Because when it comes back around the second time, they don't do that thing again. And so it's almost like just, I don't know. It I don't know if that was just some unique, they were just like feeling cheeky and wanted to do something different. But I just liked how um, how it, it it's almost just like a, I don't know. It's just like a special treat just for the first part of the song. Just and then, because once once the chorus hits, you're already in that groove and you're just like, you're just having a great time. And so they don't 
I don't think they need to drop you back down. But it, I, I don't know. It was just, it was just so fascinating to me to like, cause I didn't know when, what part. Like I, I got lost a little bit when I was just like casually listening to it. But when I like sat down and paid attention, um, I just love when the, that happens. They just break. I, I feel like this whole album is like trying to like defy my expectations of what what these songs should or would sound like so i love yeah mm-hmm. this song's good yeah this song's good yeah okay also i can't escape mentioning yeah. one more like top line thing yes. too yeah 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 that oh, pre- yeah. because you mentioned the pre-chorus a lot there are the section where uh it's just so cool the um that ride part is so cool it is just so cool and yeah i just imagine sulgi on a motorcycle good lord uh just like going and instead of revving she's doing it she's pantomiming yeah doing that yeah but i can imagine like a music radio where it's her like by herself on a motorcycle just riding through like out of the city out past like whatever outskirts of the town into like some woods and then i don't know it gets cosmic at some point i don't know i'm just thinking out loud yeah that's what this album does <laughs> yeah. yeah uh actually i i i do, do have one more no i forgot yeah. to mention this earlier i wanted to mention it uh just when talking about like what i thought the the song was about um or with like the first two songs i really felt that the the lyrics were directed at someone in particular or like there was a target for those uh for the singer but then i feel like with anywhere about home you still hear this pointed request but i think just she wants anyone who's around to like listen or like she just it's okay with anyone to, to hear and uh yeah it's less of that very direct uh speaking to someone um but yeah that was all steven i know you just gave um oh, a great yeah. one last note but you're gonna do one first note for track number five los angeles yeah. and um let's go what did you think Again, I, I, uh, yeah I like this i i feel like this is a song that it would have been it would have been great to have us listen to together at the same time <laughs> like oh i just want to get your overall thoughts what did you think about um I, la i feel I'm, I'm just gonna start the same way i started the what song number <laughs> two i like this i think is where she ended up in after being asking to be taken anywhere um from but home like i feel like it's continuing a journey from the last song and it also feels like this this need to escape something um yeah i i think i i like the song for for that a lot and i i think it also sets up this atmosphere um similar just as well as they did for 28 reasons and i think there's like this it feels like you're just drifting along in this this constant haze and um some of the instruments uh help to to reinforce that there's like there's a lot of white noise uh used in the beginning even dur- during that instrumental that clubby like post chorus section um there's like a longer crash cymbal i think that's uh played at some points 
um, the base is just held for a longer time. So I think like these longer things just kind of cloud the the whole song. Um, not unlike that silhouette by Monica, that one song we oh, had in yes. the potluck. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's well, just really worked to to build uh, a mood for this song. Um, and then we get that that just uninhibited like club section um it, it was almost disorienting um but i i think i like how that played with my idea of it's just this being in a haze uh in in la uh and sulky just sounded like she was like floating above it all and i, I like that a lot yeah i i love well a lot of things about this song but uh, yeah i love just like that this tone it's a little spooky and like which is perfect for october but i also like that it's like it's a california or los angeles like themed song but it's not like typical like summer happy vibe that we usually get california west side yeah (laughs) Yeah. which is great but i like that we're getting a different angle to a place like los angeles uh like visually i like keep looking back at uh Yeji scenes from uh, Itzy's wannabe music video. I, f- I imagine like Sulgi in the middle of that kind of space, um, sort of like just vibing, you know, and uh, like you know that that side of LA and stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, I love the like etherealness to it, um, and like her like vocal performance on it was like perfectly suited it too, um, but. Yeah, at first I was thrown off by that that post chorus like, um, like, club uh, type of beat, but um, like as I as it happened more and I kept listening, I'm like, oh, now all I want to see is uh, a dance performance to this song because I feel like mm-hmm. uh, the like you could do great like Vogue like choreography to it. Bring in Ode, get o- that dance group Ode there to uh, behind her to uh, choreograph and dance to this with her. I think that'd be incredible. So um, yeah, no, I love this song so much. For me, I <clears throat> I think that, I, I think, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I wish I could have you guys see what it was like for me to listen to the song for the first time because i was kind of like um i felt like what you're saying steven this is you know bringing us back to the overall concept of the album we had the two b-sides that kind of like gave a like a lighter side but then now we're we need to set you back up um for what would be the last song um but i think the way they did it was per like it caught it. I, I the first note I wrote was like I died with the song <laughs> because that drop, um, well, albeit it's not like the most innovative, like um, I don't know, c- club EDM like beat, but the way it was executed just made made me smile because uh, I was like, what what is this? Yeah. This is so random. Like what? There's no like this is the chorus I guess right so. Or maybe not. No, no, no. Is it? I forget. I think it is. It's like an instrumental chorus. I don't know. In any case, it just sounds so different from the rest of the song. Um, and it's almost just like you've just opened the door to like this random energy that just like 
like overtakes you and then you just close it real quick because you're like what the what was that like i wait let me go back to that in a bit like i need to take a break um i i wrote down i transported me to a hot sweaty club and i kind of think that plays into the whole again um not what i normally think of with sulgi but maybe i should more like i i i i wouldn't mind if i mean obviously as a as a um a fan of sulgi i i i'm gonna say that i want this but um i think artistically i don't know if i've seen like i've seen like you know the velvet side of sulgi but i think there's definitely more room for this sort of sultry uh tem temptress type of sound that she's kind of happen uh, like trying to do with the first part or like the parts in between and um i don't know i just think that's just so much more audibly interesting to listen to and so like i i like was drawn in and i because i was so drawn in like a cobra hypnotizing me um i the effect of the drop was just so much more and i i think over time i'm not gonna really you know care about that drop it's gonna sound a little bit more um i don't know it, i think it's its appeal is gonna uh lessen as i go on but all the other parts in between are fantastic um let's you, you guys want to finish off track number six uh, i guess so I guess we have to finish this off. I know. Yeah. I feel. I feel like we could definitely do an episode per song, or you know, you know, not talking about the song completely, but you know. I'm just gonna start my own Sulgi podcast after this. <laughs> so, you know, what would you call it? Sul Sulcast? No, Kangcast, uh, um, or Comcast? Okay, no, that sounds like Comcast. Okay, Alan Mark, can you please? Uh, finish us off with track number six oh, entitled crown yeah i i like that we they brought it back to i guess the beginning of the album that same feeling uh you know the sinisterness that like y'all brought up earlier the little menacing nature to it um you know and i think i haven't actually dug into the lyrics that much but um with the title crown i sort of imagine uh like Visually, I was imagining her in the Feel My Rhythm music video again, where she's like all in black having, I think she's wearing that crown that Taman was wearing in the, um, the promo photos for either Criminal or Idea. Um, and, uh, or it might have been Advice. One of those like albums that he had, like, uh, so it just felt like, this song felt like royalty, but like in a kind of evil way, but like, that's cool, you know? Uh, so it's like, I don't know. It, it just further personifying this uh, image uh, that they're portraying for her, uh, either like purposely with like the music videos or it's just a style they thought would suit her really well because it absolutely does um but yeah this song's just a great way to end the album it's brings back the power and strength of the first two tracks the darkness of it uh while also still being sonically interesting and having a great like top line especially in that pre-chorus like with the the repetition of the 
uh, pairing that with like the sort of drumline snares. So uh, it's just like, I think it's just a good way to close it out. I don't have a lot of, no like not a lot of things stick out to me overall, but I always remember it in the sense of like, what a good closer that was. So yeah. Good notes. Crap. I should have wrote more notes. That's what I should have done. I didn't write any of those notes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, well, uh, the only thing I'm going to add is um, I thought this was a great closer. I I, I loved I loved um, how we came back around. Obviously, we're all saying that. Um, but in to that point, I like how... I like how this sounds like a more confident tone. It it doesn't sound like Twenty Eight Reasons in the whole like duality of good versus evil. You know, like um, I I don't know who was saying it, but like was somebody saying Twenty Eight Reasons was like in your face or like more? I forget who was saying that. I thought that was you um, that said that. <laughs> did I say that? Oh god! Oh my god! I, I kind of expressed that. I think yeah, in yeah. a way. Um, but. <laughs> I I I thought this one I well okay so I thought this one was less in your face and just more um just like I said more it, it just exudes more of like a confidence character like somebody who maybe went through some sort of journey and then is now at the point where it's like oh fully realize as who they are kind of thing like the um just the just the general badassery about this I don't know the Solgi character that's being created, um, and I, I just—I mean that probably goes hand in hand with the title crown. Um, but yeah, this, this, this—I just thought this was um, just a great way to sum all the feelings we were having um, into like one great outro. Uh, and so, yeah, this one, this one is very good as well. Really, not much else for me to add um i think just maybe one specific part of the song is just at the end uh coming back from the the bridge i think that that last chorus it is very similar to the previous ones but it just feels so much like heavier than the others so i think they i don't know what they did to escalate it to give it that feeling but uh i i like that it ended on that uh, like big swell, and then uh, it kind of tapered off. But yeah, I, I, I liked my favorite thing was the return to the earlier sounds, um, and it really felt like a close to this album and this story uh, or this chapter of this, a story. Um, so yeah, I think it is the right place in the album for this one. Um, a great finish uh i was i didn't also didn't really look into the lyrics too much but i also assumed something about royalty um but i feel that i am starting to grow tired of this i don't know preoccupation with royalty that i feel mm. like has popped up in the last few years um yeah with i don't know all the like crowns and then kingdom and queendom yeah it's it's fine it's i mean it's not uncommon but yeah it's it's a lot now i mean the queen's dead so monarchy is dead <laughs> we know this already well king go stand kingdom <laughs> long live the king 
<laughs> God save the sulky. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, well, one last note from from me is, I think I mentioned him earlier, but I feel like this song is the most like Taman like song out of everything here, yeah. especially mm. with that chorus, especially in that last chorus, because uh, the call and response I think is like mm. has that same effect. I, I, I said this word for a different reason, but it's so alluring because it feels like it's really drawing you in because it's just like you can't help but get drawn in like get entranced by what they're doing uh both in the song and how they're performing so awesome guys you know what time it is it's time for our last call so we get a little time to kind of give us our thoughts about the album and anything else we want to say about Solgi. so alamark since you are the most mega fan um, out of the three of us, you're gonna go well, here's second. The thing. Steven, like, Sulky's your red velvet bias, though, right? I have something to announce. Uh, <gasps> <laughs> oh my god, I, it, it's a, beep, it's beep, a beep, weird beep, 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 beep. place episode to say uh. this, but I think my I've actually shifted <gasps> to Wendy. Oh, I should have never no. brought it up, but also I'm glad that you're sharing this with it. It's a safe space, so you can. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. When, at uh, what point did you uh, I, I did you transition? <laughs> just like uh, I've just been. I think I've been seeing more clips of Wendy's radio show. Oh yeah, she's so, <laughs> so charming on that she's show. She's so dude. funny, and I, I yeah, I I've always, she, she was always like a bias wrecker, and then which I guess she's successfully <laughs> done, um, but. I no, I still actually it's almost like they're co biases, mm, but I think nice. I'm right now maybe more uh, Wendy, but I still Fair. love Sophie. That's right. No, yeah, that's right. Okay. I love it. Wow, I, I what a revelation. Okay, I, I I'm know. sorry re- to interrupt. Re- what, but what a revelation. Revelation. Okay, so well, well, because you're shift, you're kind of paradigm shifting over to Wendy. Stephen, why don't you go first? Sure. So even with that said, I think this is a a stunning debut. It it's just a great uh great collection of songs for I think they work really well for a soloist or one person. Um and but they particularly suit Solgi well. Part of that I, I think plays to what we have seen. Like um from Solgi in in all of the red velvet uh from i guess her activities there i i think if like she was in if she was a member of twice or promise nine i would be taken aback a lot more by the concept um than from having seen you know that that side of red velvet like in, in peekaboo where they have weapons and there, there's that uh sense of uh menace as we've talked about um but yeah i i think this is just a really really good uh like first solo album um it 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 will be interesting because they've they've set this really like bold and really powerful image uh that like I, i i am very curious about the the future releases um and I think I'll just allow myself to be surprised. Uh, and it, it was nice to see 
Sulgi writing uh, lyrics on this album. Um, I think with Red Velvet, the member involvement has like it, it's never n- like taken. It's never detracted from <laughs> from them. So I, I, a lot of good decisions have been made around the group. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm just very excited. I, I don't want to get too ahead of like my expectations for performances. Uh, I think this album should be performed in order, <laughs> and like I think it should be experienced in the way that you've listened to it. Um, there was another drummer from the Drumio channel who was talking about if you had a uh, hundred drummers play the same like rhythm. Everyone would bring something unique, but he also wanted to, like, he does so when he plays live, um, for for this band. He he wants to play it similar to the way uh, it is played on the recording. So I, I that's kind of why I think I would love to see this in in order. But I, I don't know when that would happen. I don't know how a solo like a solgi mini concert would happen. Uh, yeah, but. All of that would be fun. Uh, yeah, all that to say, this is a great album. Alan Mark, you get the second spot. It's about damn time she got this solo album, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I did not really give myself any expectations going to this album because, one, I knew that she could pull off any different type of concept and be successful with it. And two, uh, like, you know, just me catastrophizing. I didn't want to set myself up to be disappointed in anything if it wasn't what I expected. So just, you know, I just patiently waited until it came out. And the moment that, like, I just was experiencing it from the music video to the full album or mini album, it was just... It felt like everything that I wanted and needed from a Sulgi uh, debut, a solo debut. Um, yeah, and then bringing it up again, like feeling like, especially with 28 Reasons, feeling like the right mixture of Taemin and Taeyeon, I think that is honestly the sort of the best way they could highlight Sulgi as a solo artist. and. I think that's a testament to her talent, both with, well, with everything, vocals, dancing, stage presence, acting in the music video as well, just all of it. Uh, like, it, I feel like it really, like, sets Solgi apart as, like, I think we finally get to see her showcase her full talent on a stage by herself that I think she very much deserved because she is such an individual like i guess she's such a talent and you uniquely in how talented she is uh like she has that dance and like uh dance talent and charisma that taemin has as well as like impressive vocal talent that taeon has so i think sm saw that and was like like we need to hit this out of the park and I think they did um, because they see that they have something really special with Sulgi and K-pop has something really special with Sulgi I would not be surprised if she ends up being the next uh, sort of 
you know, soloist from a really popular group to really excel and establish a name for herself as a soloist, the same way that Taemin and Taeyeon have, and end up like influencing the next generation of idols, like how like Taemin has people like Hoshi and uh, other great dancers that um, are sort of feel like his disciples. Um, Taeyeon with anyone that like is an incredible singer as well, like. I think Solgi will be sort of that next soloist that it's like everyone will look to her as their main inspiration. So, yeah, um, very proud of her, very happy for her, and um, we'll continue rooting for her because she is my absolute favorite. <laughs> Beautifully said. Um, I'm not going to sully uh, what you just mentioned because it was so beautiful. Um, just as... Gr- just as great as Steven, if not the same. So I'll try to match that same exact level with my very short, quick last call. And I will say that this this album continues the beautiful, like, I guess, trajectory that I, I feel like a lot of these third gen um groups and solo artists are um sort of finding themselves in where they get to create more they get to step away from whatever music they were making in their 20s um and start making more of these like um i won't i wouldn't say more adult themes but definitely you know darker more mature and um i think this is like the perfect Ali for Solgi. Um, I mean, I, I think we've, we've all mentioned it already, but it's just the fact that it feels like Solgi can do everything. And if she can do everything, give her more things to do, is what I'm trying to say. And so, like, I, I, I don't want this to be, like, some one-off, like, once a year or, you know, like, once every couple of year kind of thing. Like, it'd be wonderful to kind of um, allow more members of Red Velvet to... Has has it only been Wendy and Joy? Has Irene or... No, yeah, it's just... The, yeah, Sogi's the third one so far to okay. have solo. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so, nice. I mean, all five members of Red Velvet are incredible enough to be their own artists. Um, and like I was trying to get at at the beginning, I think, though, Sogi has the greatest shot of becoming like the the superstar standout star, um, and for all the things we mentioned, and so um, I'm hoping that SM just finds a way to just keep having her produce more content. Um, I don't like because let's see, Taeyeon has been doing the solo thing, and then she's got to establish herself. So like, I I don't want it to have to be like. Oh, Red Velvet needs to take a break in order for that to happen. Um, but I think I think this just proves that there is so much more life to these idols um, and so much more opportunity, um, and that it just just paints the picture of like, oh, they're far from done, they're far from over. Like there's still so much more potential that um, not only Red Velvet but Solgi can achieve. So um, yeah great album like i told the guys when we were deciding what to cover this week 
I already love this album and yeah, there's nothing more I need to say. All right. Thank you all so much for choosing to dine with us. It has been our absolute pleasure being your leaders this week. Uh, you can catch more episodes of How You Can Eat um, on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Um, you can even follow us on all the socials at How You Can Eat. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, you can email us How You Can Eat at gmail.com. Steven would love to read your emails. Okay, well, that about wraps it up for us. For Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I, it has been our absolute pleasure being your leaders this week. So long, stay safe, and we'll see you next feast. See ya. Good and evil people are not clearly distinguished. Good and evil coexist within one person. Even if one seems good, greed and temptation always exist together inside. We simply try to resist from being captivated by Kang Selgi. Thank you for the wonderful birthday present. All right, bye. <laughs>